My name is Breeze. This is the MMA Breeze Show. Today we got Eric Anders, uh, UFC middleweight. How's uh, how's everything leading up to your next fight going? Man, it's going really well. Uh, couldn't have asked for a better camp. You know, I think I got uh, three weeks before before we get into the cage, and uh, yeah, you know, everything's going well. Right on, man. Right on, man. So I want to get a little, a little talk about your background a little bit. I mean, obviously you play football. I saw you post recently a little clip of Joe Rogan talking about football players and MMA. And in your caption, you talked about how you wish you found MMA earlier. But, you know, during your football career, you had a heck of a ride, man. With Alabama, you won a national championship. Obviously went to the league. You know, would you really want to trade that whole experience for maybe a, a couple extra years at MMA? Or how much do you value that experience in football? I mean, it's, it's definitely invaluable. And, and, no, I don't think that I would I would trade it uh, for the world. But, you know, at, at the time, you know, I thought – Football was the end-all, be-all. I love football. You know, I put my you know, heart and soul in football. But when that ended and I found MMA, you know, I, I really found my, my true passion. And uh, not really saying that not necessarily that I wish I would have traded it, but uh, maybe start training, uh, you know, earlier, you know, both at the same time, you know, obviously not fighting, so I was done with football, but developing a skill set and uh, all that, you know, I didn't start till I was 24, you know, and even when I first started, probably my first four years, three or four years, or maybe two, three, two or three years, you know, my, my I didn't have good coaches, you know, um, they just gave me complete wrong advice, you know, and, uh, you know, so, you know, even when I did start, the first three years are kind of, you know, a waste. And then, so really, I only, I've only been training seven years. And, uh, man, I've been doing really well. And I just uh, kind of would want, want to know, like, if I'd have started training, like, boxing, wrestling, and jiu-jitsu and stuff when I was seven, eight, you know, ten years old, you know, and then started fighting when I was, you know, 18, 19, you know, where would I be? You know, or uh, how how much better I could I could be at this sport? Yeah, no, I hear you, man. It's always interesting to think about the possibilities. But I know, you know, obviously we've seen a, a lot of uh, of athletes from the NFL who have transferred over to, to MMA do pretty well. I mean, not a lot of people have been as athletic as athletes that come from the league, you know? And so I want to talk about what, what you gained out of football. Obviously there's the physical, uh, the physicality and the explosiveness that you get from a sport like that. But also what about the culture? You know, football obviously is, uh, is known for raising good men and, and, you know, discipline and hard work. What did you take uh, from football that translates over to MMA for you? Um, I, I just think that, uh, especially those who play on in that, you know, in that box, in that front seven, DNs, defensive linemen, linebackers, offensive linemen, tight ends, things like that. There's just a certain amount of grit that you have to have, a certain amount of grit and toughness that you have to carry with yourself uh, on the field. And, man, they always talk to you every play about dominating your opponent and uh, – you know, winning every, you know, every play or whatever. And I think that's very similar to, to, to MMA. You know, you try to go out there, you try to dominate your opponent, you know. Um, sometimes it's a car crash, you know, it's a, 
you know, it gets crazy in there, just like football does. And um, I think that that's why those are the guys that make that transition. You don't see a whole lot of, you know, wide receivers or safeties or DBs uh, crossing over into, into MMA. And those those are the real athletes on the field, uh, to be honest. Not saying that <laughs> D linemen and, and linebackers and, and, you know, those guys are uh, aren't athletic, but there's just a different kind of fast twitch and muscle fiber that those guys have that, you know, that the, the bigger guys don't. Um, and I think Dustin Jacoby is probably the only quarterback that I've ever heard uh, of even wanting to fight or get into a fight, <laughs> let alone, you know, fighting glory in the UFC. And, you know, he's a tough guy. You know, I was telling him he's probably the toughest quarterback that ever lived. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just think that, like, the mindset – of a football player is different than that of a basketball player than that of a soccer player. Then, you know, um, I think the mindset is very similar to wrestling and that's why these guys make that transition into, into MMA. Yeah. Right on, man. Right on. Well, then the fight that you're coming up on is, uh, on a very exciting card. You know, there's a lot of big names, even though you're going to be on the prelims, you know, it, it seems to be stacked all the way down through the prelims. How much does it mean to you to be on a card this big with names like that? Or for you, does that stuff not really matter too much? Uh, no, dude, it's awesome. Cause I am a fight fan. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Cause I, I, I am a fight fan. I love fights. I watch fights, you, you know, Amateur fights, the regional scene, Bellator, one, you know, LFA, all of them. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I prefer to fight on a fight card like this. I prefer to fight on the prelims so that I can go, you know, after I win, do my interviews, take a shower, and then, you know, go back into the arena, go sit with my, my wife and family and, you know, have a beer and, and uh you know, be a fan for a while and, and watch the fights, you know, it's fun for me. So, um, you know, that's the plan for this fight, you know, take a shower, you know, I'd probably go back to the hotel change and, you know, head right back to the arena. That's you awesome, know, man. That's go, go, watch, go watch some awesome fights. Yeah, that's the way to do it. You know, there's the, obviously there's going to be, uh, you know, some big, like there, there's going to be the title fight at 185, you know, you're going to have Izzy and uh, Marvin. What do you uh, what do you take about that matchup, and how do you see it playing out in this rematch? Um, man, I think that Adesanya is probably the fastest evolving fighter in the in the UFC. You know, he always shows some a different wrinkle every time he fights, and you know, I think he's a lot more cerebral than people give him credit for. And I think if you're going to beat that guy, the first time you fight him is the one that you're going to have to beat him because you know he's felt you. You know, he's felt Marvin. Um, you know, I'm sure he knows Marvin's game plan and, and how to deal with that. And now that everybody saw Yan beat him, I'm sure that he th thinks that everybody's going to try and wrestle him and take him down. So I'm sure he's working super diligently on his takedown defense. And, um, I, I just, anybody can get caught, you know, they're playing with four ounce gloves, but, uh, I don't see, uh, Vittori beating him, but. Could be wrong, might get clipped. I don't know, but uh, especially five rounds. Even if he does take him down and hold him down for a round or two, I don't think that he could do that for five rounds. So, interesting. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we will It'll be a good fight uh, either way. But you know, there's um, 
know, there's going to be a, another big aspect for you that you haven't felt in a while, which is the fans. You know, how cool is that? Or how is that something that, that you know, matters to you when you're performing? Does it help you? Do you enjoy it? Or uh, are you indifferent about it? Uh, no, I love the crowd, and I prefer to fight in front of a crowd. There's nothing like the, the oohs and ahs and the, you know, the cheers after you land a big hit or, you know, get in a good position, like threaten a submission or something, um, having those people on their feet. So, and, uh, you know, it's the fights out here in Arizona. I've been training in Arizona. So, you know, hopefully I get, a, you know, a little hometown love and, uh, you know, they go bonkers when I walk out. Yeah, man. I hope so too for you, man. I mean, um, you know, that your opponent is a rematch as well. Uh, why, why did you give the, the rematch any thought? You know, it seems like you had, you know, your way in the fight, the way it was going, you know, obviously the outcome was unfortunate, but you seem to have made a statement and proved that you're ready for, uh, uh, you know, a, a bigger test, you know, to go up in competition. Why did you decide to do this rematch instead of, you know, climbing the chain and fighting somebody else to, to, to up yourself there? Um, you know, that, that was the UFC's, uh, thing. You know, I, I told him I didn't care if, if we fought again or, you know, they gave me somebody else. Didn't matter to me. Just, you know, it's whatever with me. So, um, they said that they wanted to run it back. And so, okay, let's do it. All right. Well, I got to respect that, man. Um, you know, he's, uh, you know, he, last time you faced him, you said you were in, you know, some of the best shape of your career. You know, I know DC was talking about you when you came out. He said you looked fantastic and you looked like a light heavyweight fighting a middleweight out there. How has it been leading up to this fight? And, uh, and, and you know, what kind of shape are you in? Are you in the same shape better? You know, and uh, give us an idea of how your conditioning has been in preparation to this. Oh, it's been awesome. You know, I, I've only taken like a month off um, and then right back into camp. So, you know, feeling good, feeling great, you know, uh, fighting up a weight class. So I don't even have to like stress about cutting weight uh, too much. So, you know, it's uh, You're ready. Life is good. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Um, you know, another thing you talked about that I always I always wonder what it's like is the UFCPI, man. I know you got to train in there a little bit for the last fight. What is it like in there and using the resources with the UFC? It looks like it's one of a kind uh, performance center there. Yeah, you know, it's like a college campus without the school, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's uh, kind of what, what I wish college football was. You know, weight room, you know, uh, recovery stuff, um, hot tub, cold tub, cafeteria, just without having to go to class, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, man, it's awesome. It's an invaluable resource. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of fighters should take advantage of it, you know. You run into guys there, or you see anybody that you know when you're when you're working out there? Oh yeah, there's a lot of uh, every, a lot of people pass through there. They do a lot of testing, like test your power, your stamina, your cardio, like your uh, uh, like bone density and how much water you hold, and uh, they put a lot of science behind fighting, you know. And um, yeah, man, there's a lot of people from all parts of the world that that come there to. Uh, to visit, to train, to, to do all the stuff and, you know, use up all the amenities that they have there. Is it hard during fight week to use the amenities? I imagine there's so many people, so many teams up in there, you know, uh, how, how do you make time to, to get in the resources that you want to get in? Well, I mean, recovery is a big part of the game, right? So, 
um, and strength and conditioning as well. So, you know, I just uh, before, after, in between training, go up there, you know, get a massage or, you know, hit the hot tub, cold tub, sauna, or, you know, lift weights, do my cardio or, you know, everything they have there is, is useful for the fight. So, you know, it, you know, I, I approach fighting kind of like a job, you know, um, it's not just train and go home. It's right, train, go eat, recover, go train again, you know, just, you know, two or three times a day. No, I mean, that's that's what I like to hear, man. We're excited to see it show in the next performance. Um, you know, as as far as the, the rematch goes, if you get past him in this fight, you know, there's a lot of exciting fighters in your weight class. Do you have an idea of, you know, who you'd want to face after this? Or is there anybody that, ex, you know, gets you uh, out of bed to, to the idea of facing? Um, man, I haven't really put much thought into it. Um, I, do, I, I do want to fight back at middleweight next, uh, you know, go back down to middleweight again. And, uh, yeah, you know, just whoever they throw at me, you know, we, I just signed a contract. You know, it's always yes with me. Oh, okay. You just got a new contract with the UFC? No, I'm just saying I just signed the contract. Oh, oh like, you mean the fight. Hey, you want to fight so Like, yeah. How many fights do you have with the UFC still? I think this will be my 12th fight. Your 12th fight. Wow, that's that's awesome, man. So you're, but, you know. No, this is my 13th, excuse me. Oh, okay, okay. And and I've heard you say before, you know, 185 is your optimal weight class, you know, and, and that's where you belong. Uh, how tough is it for you to get to 185? You know, obviously you're a big guy, you know, do you struggle with that or is it kind of getting easier over time? Um, I used to, but, um, you know, the, this last camp was the easiest weight cut I've ever had. You know, it almost felt like I was cutting 205. Uh, it was so easy. I just, you know, had to stay disciplined with my diet, you know. Um, but that's, you know, any weight class I fight at. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't run very much. I think that's where I've been messing up is I was running too much and burning off all my muscle. And, uh, you know, that's where the, uh, that's what holds the water, you know. So it's, uh, it was actually easier to cut weight, you know, the less the doing less running that I've been accustomed to doing right on I heard you say something about uh you know 185 versus 205 you said you know when you're fighting 185 it's like when you leave the gym the fight's always with you but when it's 205 you know you leave the fight in the gym kind of thing but can you elaborate on that what, what do you mean by that why does why does a 185 fight follow you around more than a 205 fight uh just because you know I'm always constantly thinking about what I'm eating how much I'm eating um, you know, it uh, like there's no struggle to make 205. There's no, uh, I don't know if suffering is the word, but it's so easy to make 205 that you know, after I get done training, man, if I want to have a burger, I can go have a burger, you know. So, um, <laughs> I just don't have to be as disciplined, and I, and I think that that carries over into the fight. Okay, cool, cool. How, how many times do you want to fight this year after this? Um, I think one other time would be good. You know, um, I'm training away from home for eight, nine weeks at a time to get ready for a fight. So, um, you know, I want to enjoy the summer with the with the wife and boys and, uh, you know, get back in there in the fall, wintertime frame. How much does that happen? I mean, 
you know, you see a lot of UFC fighters have talked about, you know, the family structure versus not having a family. Some people think it's a hindrance. Some people think it's a benefit. You know, I was talking to uh, Juan Archuleta and he's got the whole crew with TJ and Lance Palmer. And they talk about how great it is that they both, they all feed off each other. They have the same structure, the same routine. How, how is it like for you having a family in MMA? You know, does it, uh, does it give you more focus and more structure in your training and your discipline with this craft? Um, not really. You know, a lot of fighters say they fight for their family and, and you know, this and the third, but man, I fight for me. And I know that sounds selfish, but this is a <laughs> selfish sport. And, you know, I love fighting, you know. Um, if I was doing it for my family, then I would just go be a firefighter or something, you know. But I like fighting, you know. Um, I love the sport. Um, I chose to do this, so I fight because I like it. You, uh, you, I mean, I've seen uh, on Instagram, I was looking at your page, your wife does some grappling. How, and I've seen you posting Gordon Ryan. I know you're, you seem to be into grappling. How, uh, how serious are you about grappling? And I know a lot of fighters after their UFC career, you know, you can age gracefully in grappling and keep competing in that, you know, into, into a lot older age than you can with MMA. Do you, you see yourself with the popularity of grappling with Submission Underground and all these other platforms that are coming up nowadays? Do you see yourself getting more into that in the future, maybe after your UFC career, still staying on the, in the spotlight? Man, your boy, a purple belt world champ, man. Don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and my wife, she, uh, I think she's the number one white belt in uh her division um right in on. the world so you know and then like number five well i know it's white belt but she ain't even been training a year so it's pretty no nah, that's pretty, cool man you know, that's cool impressive nah, and yeah. uh yeah she's killing it you know she just competed in memphis this uh past weekend and got gold so good for uh, her, she man. seems to have found her passion she's a pretty competitive person as well so um she's having fun with it and the boys compete too, so you know, it's okay. pretty cool. The whole family is involved in the in the game. So you see yourself kind of staying on the jujitsu scene for a, a long time, especially you got family in the game, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably do jujitsu until I can't do jujitsu no more. Um, but as far as like getting punched and stuff, man, when I'm done fighting, I'm done with that nonsense too. Yeah, I mean. What do you think about that philosophy? You know, a lot of people say, you know, you got GSP is one of the only people to leave kind of when you, you could still argue that he was in his prime or primed up to keep going. But how how long do you want to stay fighting? Do you want to keep going? Just Are you just going to take it day by day, fight by fight, listen to your body, listen to your drive? Or is there some sort of uh, deadline that you have set in your mind? I'll probably fight till I get cut by the UFC, you know. <laughs> You know, that could change tomorrow, you know. I could, you know, lose my, my passion for the sport. And whichever comes first, whether I get cut or, you know, I lose the that passion. You know, I don't want to do it. This is a sport that I feel like if you're not passionate, like you can't half-ass this. You know, you're going to get hurt. And, uh, you know, even if you do it wholeheartedly, then, you know, you can still get hurt. So, you know, when I don't love it anymore, I won't do it. And I hear that. You know, after I'm done, after – the UFC is done with me, then, you know, I'm probably done fighting too. But, you know, there's so many organizations out nowadays with the PFL and Bellator and uh, one and, and everything else. And they seem to be paying good. So if you were like at the back end of your career, achieved everything you wanted in the UFC and they came knocking with some big paychecks, would you keep going? Or is it just more of a, a 
get accolades and climb the chain and accomplish what you can while you can type thing. Man, everybody's got a price, you know, but the, you know, they would have to pay me pretty good, you know? So, um, I don't know, maybe I get cut and have, you know, a bitter taste in my mouth and want to keep fighting. So I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens. Well, I don't think that's something we got to worry about for quite a while. I mean, that seems to be uh, an exciting performance on the horizon coming up again here with you and Stewart. Uh, you know, what, what, what do you see being different about this rematch here with you guys in this fight compared to the first fight? Um, I think that, uh, you know, the 205ers are generally more durable. I don't think that, obviously, Darren's not going to have to cut as much weight. So he's not going to have to stress his body out as much. So, you know, he'll probably be more durable. But other than that, I'm not really sure um, what else, you know, uh, is going to be different. You know, he's felt me. I felt him. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what his game plan is going to be. I don't know what's going to be different. I'm just going to go out there, be me and do me. And, uh, you know, it worked out pretty well for me the last time. As, and, and, you know, speaking on that, as far as, you know, preparing for fights go, a lot of people have their opinions on game planning. You know, do you do a whole lot of that? Do you say, you know, hey, you know, I want to get them up against the cage. That's where I had success last time, pressing, pressing. Or do you just say, you know, I'm going to like Sergio Pettis in his last bout talking about how he just feels it out and just goes with it each moment. Oh, um, man, that's how I used to do it. You know, I would have like a like a tentative game plan, but, you know, it always goes to shit. <laughs> and uh, I just always end up brawling. But uh, this last fight, working with Eddie Chaw um, and Santino DeFranco, man, we really put together a good game plan, and, you know, everything went smooth. Um, so we're um, working on, you know, a few more wrinkles, doing some different things for this fight, have the element of surprise. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try to do that until it doesn't work. So we'll see. Right on, man. I'm looking forward to it. Well, last last question before I let you go, man. I appreciate you making the time. You know, what what is your official fight prediction for your bout coming up here? Oh man, I would like for it to go just like it was going last time. You know, yeah. uh, but uh, I don't know. We're fighting in a bigger cage. Probably gonna be a little bit harder to get him against the cage. So, you know, um, I'm sure just like last time, we'll meet in the middle, let him ride, and uh, you know. I'm quite confident that I'll end up, uh, you know, one, get my hand raised. All right, good deal, man. You see this fight going the distance? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> not at all. Um, but if it does, you know, you know, I'm, you know, well-conditioned and well-trained and, and prepared to, to go into deep water. So I bet you. I are. need to, I can, but, you know, I don't get paid by the hour. So, you know, I'm trying to get in, get out, crack a cold one. <laughs> well that'll be cool man i hope you get uh get the outcome that you want you can cool it cool with the fam watch the fights and uh get back in there soon so i appreciate it brother all right man be easy have a good one